You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg, WHMP. Uh, first, before we begin our conversation with our uh, really important guest with a really important message, um, this weekend at the University of Massachusetts, African Americans and the Arts will be a conference uh, celebrating black artistic freedom uh, in the context of Black History Month. Um, please go to UMass, check it out. It's African Americans and the Arts in uh, the University of Massachusetts at Amherst where important things happen, not the least of which is a group. I saw a uh, petition last time I looked. I think it had two, 240 um, uh, signatories to a petition that's calling for a ceasefire uh, in Gaza. Uh, there was a uh, resolution that was presented on February 8th. The same thing is happening in Northampton. The Amherst Town Council unanimously approved the petition as a clear and consistent and actionable petition, which is going to be taking up at their next meeting on February 26th. And with us to speak about it are uh, Jill Brevity um, and is that right? Brevik. 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 <laughs> that was my handwriting speaking. <laughs> Brevity is not my strength. <laughs> Nor mine, for that matter. Well, let's start with you, and then sure. we will move on to your colleagues. Um, so tell us, Jill Brevik, um, tell us about this resolution, why you think it's important. Absolutely. So I'm an Amherst resident. Uh, I live in District 2 in Amherst. I have two kids in the Amherst Public Schools kindergarten and second grade, and I'm a co-founder, along with Leila Mushabek, who's here today, too, uh, of Valley Families for Palestine, an organization that brings families of young children together in support of Palestinian liberation. Um, and I think that this, this resolution is something that is of utmost importance to the town of Amherst because we want to send a message, uh, speaking, as, <laughs> speaking on behalf of Valley Families for Palestine, we want to send a message to our kids that our voices matter and the council is our vote. We can't vote on how we feel about this issue as in, in individuals. We want to send a message through our town council and the one that is before the council, this resolution, is a unifying message that we've seen through Valley Families for Palestine that brings people together in our town. And we wanna combat that fear that resolutions like this are divisive, that cause people to be at odds with one another because we have seen the opposite of that in our organizing in Amherst. We have seen people come together around the outrage at what's happening in Gaza in support for the Palestinian community. Now, you have formed this organization, Amherst for the number four ceasefire. Right. Yeah. I am a member of Amherst for Ceasefire. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And let me turn to you, Leila Mushabik. You are a Palestinian American. You're a resident of Amherst, and you're a co-founder and editor of Interlake Publishing. Why are you involved? Um, you know, for me, I I think so. I'm I'm a like a, like you said, a Palestinian American resident of Amherst. I have two kids who are Palestinian Colombian American, and I I think that you know for the last months, um, we have seen just the most uh, devastating numbers. Uh, we see our children in the faces of the children that are being killed in massive numbers. And to me personally, uh, and I know many members of my community, uh, this resolution sends what will will send a message uh, to members of the community 
who are impacted by this, that uh, the dehumanization that has has made 13,000 children like mine, uh, you know, an acceptable casualty of war. Um, we, it will, it will see a firm rejection of that. And I, and I just want to point out that dehumanization never stays contained. We've already seen incidences around the country in small progressive communities um, the f- of of fatal or life threatening violence against Palestinian, Muslim, and Arab communities. Uh, we've seen a rise in this that's unprecedented. We've seen the stabbing of a six year old boy. We've seen uh, the recent stabbing of a of a father of four um, in Texas and uh, near the university campus uh, at Austin. And uh, we've seen uh, um, you know uh, just countless examples of how this dehumanization impacts members of these communities in, in, you know, local towns and cities across the country. And so I, for me, I feel like just as, you know, as uh, in uh, March, I think, 22, uh, the city council, uh, the town council of Amherst passed a resolution um, condemning uh, a Russia in its in its invasion of Ukraine because it it said it is the responsibility of democracies everywhere to stand up for um, you know people whose 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 rights whose human and dem- democratic rights are being challenged and just as we saw an acknowledgement of grief and life and, and and impacted communities in the resolution that the town council passed. Um, on October 7th, condemning Hamas's attack. Um, this is a moment where our our communities are asking our t- town to acknowledge that our lives matter. Mm. Let me turn to you, Brooks Ballinger. You're a longtime peace activist. You are an immigrants' rights advocate, a workplace rights advocate. You're also a uh, you're active in Jewish Voices for Peace. So Lalo just mentioned October 7th. As somebody who's uh, active in the Jewish Voices for Peace, and you're active here in the Amherst for Ceasefire right. campaign, is it difficult to reconcile those two positions? No, not at all. It's they're totally consistent, and I think it's um, it's just it's really important that we all come together and say we're all for peace. That's you know that's something I've been um, working on my entire life. <laughs> it's um, it makes sense, and I'm, I'm very honored that I'm working with lots of Jewish folks and lots of non-Jewish folks who agree that, you know, it's just like, it's not complicated to say, I'm seeing people being killed for no good, for no good reason. It's got to stop, and we have the power eventually to make it stop. It seems like we don't. That's sort of the illusion but we do have the power, and this is one step in that direction that Amherst can take all by itself. I have two questions. One is uh, really specific, and one is more general. The specific question is, what about the words of the resolution? Because particularly in Amherst and Northampton as well, the words matter, and people are going to fight about the words and yes. what the resolution mm-hmm. says. Yeah. After you solve that dilemma for us, <laughs> I, I want to would love to hear the answer to this question. I was reminded... Uh, this morning, as I was thinking about the three of you joining us about the statement in uh, uh, Tracy Kidder's book, uh, House, where he said, Amherst is one of the few municipalities in the United States that has its own foreign policy. 
Uh, Northampton, too. And the question I have for you, the bigger question is, what difference does a resolution like this make? Well, let's start first, if we could, with the words. Okay. Or if you want, take on the second question, the bigger question. I'll I'll start with the first one a little bit, but uh, please, you two, jump in and correct Mm -hmm. me. But um, we attempted to write this resolution uh, unifying, and we tried to avoid anything that was, I don't know, going to like make people fearful or make people really angry. We just wanted a basic statement that we believe in peace, we believe in people being allowed to survive. And, and then and it's time for a ceasefire. That is, after all, the name of your organization. That is, yes, mm-hmm. that's The time right. has that, come for that. Absolutely. We're past time a- for that. Absolutely. But um, we tried to avoid things that would stir people up a lot. And we are, you know, we have been in conversation if there's like a particular word that's a problem, maybe we can, you know, we can adjust those kind of things. But there are some basic principles that we're not going to adjust because it has to be about a ceasefire. It has to be acknowledging everyone's humanity. Joe Brevik, (laughs) um, every time I hear this conversation, I'm big on ceasefire. Uh, everything that you've said, I, I've, it, it parrots what I've said a thousand times about the horrors that we're seeing in Gaza. At the same time, what often people say is, what should Israel be doing to get the hostages out or to make sure that Hamas doesn't attack again? And I'm not sure whether it's fair to conflate your position, which is give peace a chance and stop, uh, give ceasefire a chance. But I think it's a fair question, what should be Israel be doing that it hasn't been doing other than bombing and killing people in response to October 7th. Yes, um, I think uh, Leila Mushebek. So I just, I want to start by saying uh, the ceasefire resolution really deals very specifically with the things that we can influence in the town of Amherst. I don't think it's the role of the town of Amherst to come up with a solution or a military strategy uh, that Israel should take, or um, I don't think it should weigh in on whether there should be... um, you know, a one-state or two-state solution. I don't. I don't think that's really the role of Amherst uh, taxpayers or voters to determine. However, we can determine, um, and I think what the ce- what the ceasefire resolution specifically deals with is the ways our we as as taxpayers and Americans are complicit in the actions that we deem unacceptable. And so, in the resolution, it talks about a ceasefire, which is, um, you know, uh, at a starting point for any any negotiations discussions um, to go forward will require a ceasefire. The second part is is um, the in uh, the the U.S. funding, the taxpayer money that our government sends every year, and di- diplomatic cover that our government su- um, supplies Israel through Security Council um, vetoes. Um, we, as American taxpayers, send uh, I think three point eight billion dollars a year of our of our tax money in unconditioned military funding, and in the resolution cites to that, it to Israel to Israel, um, and and this is and this is a time where we are seeing in the town of Amherst, for example, uh, dramatic budget cuts to our elementary schools. Um, these are. This is money that we as townspeople would like to see invested in our communities and not um, on military funding that is unconditioned on international law um, and, you know, falls within the, the, the um, you know, human, the, the rules of, of, of war. Um, 
this is already entrenched in U.S. law and the Leahy law, uh, and Israel is, is an exception in that in that our military funding is not conditional. And so the resolution doesn't really deal with next steps or nor what what. Uh, to try and solve any geopolitical issues. It just specifically deals with the town making a statement to our government, equipping our representatives, who have also called for a ceasefire and also voted for Bernie Sanders' um, you know, proposed resolution to condition it. Uh, so we're just making a statement that we want our government to... Um, the, critique how they are they're making these decisions about spending. We will continue our conversation with three members of Amherst for Ceasefire asking the Amherst Town Council to approve a resolution condemning the assault on Gaza. We'll be right back. More Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg coming up right here on WHMP. You're listening to Talk the Talk with Bill Newman and Buzz Eisenberg. WHMP. And we are back talking with three of the, I think, roughly 250 signatories to a, uh, a petition uh, demanding a resolution by the Amherst Town Council. The group that is uh, sponsoring this is Amherst for Ceasefire, of which our three uh, guests are members. And I guess I, I want to throw it to you, uh, Jill Brevik. What are you asking people to do right now? Yeah, so I definitely want to share that there are so many ways to still get involved, even though Monday the town council vote on the 26th is right around the corner. We're still working. Those of us involved are working day and night. Um, so if you want to volunteer to help either spread the word, get the word out, speak to counselors, um, any any activities like that, uh, we're, we're definitely looking for people to sign on with us. Um, I also just encourage people to come out on the 26th if you're an Amherst resident or work in Amherst or have a connection to the Amherst community. Um, we are having a rally outside the town hall um, on the 26th at 530 uh, leading up to the council meeting, which is at 630. You can submit public comment online if you can't come in person. Um, and also we have an, uh, a form online if you, if you look up Amherst for Ceasefire, you can let us know if you plan to come and make public comment in person so we can kind of get a sense of uh, who's going to be there and who's going to speak. Um, and you can email your counselors directly. Um, so we really encourage that in this last week leading up to the vote for people to really just, you know, get, make their voice heard. Leila Mushabik, you are like Jill Brevik, a member of Valley Families for Palestine. Mm -hmm. um, what else would you like to ask people to do that, that um, Jill just didn't ask? Um, you know, I think I, uh, I'll just mention uh, the website is tinyurl.com slash Amherst, the number four, ceasefire. Amherst four, ceasefire with the number four. The number yeah. four, yeah. If you are an Amherst resident, resident, I think it's so important at this stage that we all um, sign our names, show our support, because whether or not this resolution passes, and I sincerely hope that it will through all the incredible work that's being done around it, I think it's so important that we send a marginal, marginalized communities who have typically been excluded in the decisions that directly impact their lives, uh, like my community, if we send this very strong message that the town of Amherst supports you and sees your grief and your pain. Brooks Ballinger, um, from your perspective, what else would you like people to know? Um, and yeah. where could they read the resolution, by the way? You can read the resolution if you go to that link, <laughs> that, link that we just mentioned, tiny URL, Amherst 
uh, Amherst for ceasefire. Um, and um, I, I just think that um, it's, uh, it's a crucial step for us to not just sit there and watch this horror go on. I've, I just can't stand that. I, you know, I can't live with myself if I see something like this and I don't do something about it. That's why I'm participating, and I think it makes me more sane. I think it might make you more sane, too, if you're actually doing something instead of just you know, being horrified and letting it go by. I have a quick question for any one of the three of you. In Northampton last week, the city council meeting got shut down. No business was conducted, and it was all a, a brouhaha about the words of the resolution. Words of, are you going to be able to avoid that in Amherst and have, have the community come together and say, yes, we are for a ceasefire, and this, this murderous, murderous rage in Gaza has to end? Are people going to come together and be able to agree on the words and get this done? We're doing everything we can by reaching out to the city councilors um, and talking about what are your concerns, um, how can we work with you to make this, mm -hmm. uh, this work for all sides. And I'll, I'll note also that we, the, the list of community sponsors are uh, incredibly diverse, more than uh, many councilors have said, more than any resolution that they have seen proposed. Uh, so we are listening to the voices of the community and representing a, an array of different uh, people coming at this from different sides. Amherst, we're up to 400. Amherst for ceasefire, and you can uh, read the resolution. The resolution will be entertained on the 26th by the Amherst Town Council. Thank you, all three of you, for joining us today. Thank, Thank you. you for Thank joining you. us today on Talk the Talk. We'll be with you tomorrow.